Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, movie fans. Thanks so much for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We have a great show for you today because one of our all-time favorite guests, the exciting Tana Frederick, has returned to talk about her intriguing new film, Train to Zakopane, which I was fortunate to see prior to its release. And honestly, folks, it's something very special indeed. Of course, I expected no less from Tana, and her director, the great Henry Jaglom, will be bringing Tana on right after we hear from our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr. Nikki, are you eager to talk with uh, Tana again? I am. She's fantastic. She's a great guest. She's beautiful. She's a wonderful actress. I love having her here. Well, I feel the same way. You remember the last time Tana was here, we were doing a tribute to her for being mm-hmm. voted the most popular female star on Movie Attic Headquarters. Yeah. And we had something like 16 of her fans that called in on that yeah, show. Yeah, great. That's a, that's a record. And that was back in 2012. And I always, when, when Tana is here, I always like to uh, read off these words that critics have used to describe the way she is on screen. So listen carefully, dear listeners. Here are these words for Tana. Spellbinding, stunning, radiant, (laughs) irresistible, jaw-dropping. Wow, that's the way I feel about (laughs) that. I feel the way I feel that way when I see her on the screen. And, you know, I'm I'm going to just read off some of her credits here because she's uh, has an impressive resume, uh, both in uh, films and uh, plays. So some of her films, I've, I've seen all of these, and um, I think she's been on the show to talk about them before. Hollywood Dreams, The M Word, Irene in Time, Queen of the Lot, Ovation, and 45 Minutes from Broadway. And she's also been a director. This happened when she was also starring in a theater production at the Edgemar Center for the Arts. And uh, she, when uh, she played uh, Maggie Chase in Hollywood Dreams, she was named Best Actress, get this, not just at one film festival, but listen to the festivals that, that, uh, that gave her awards. World Fest Houston. Montana International Film Festival, Fargo, and the Wild Rose Film Festival. The Wild Rose Film Festival, that sounds like a lot of fun. And among Tana's other acting honors are Performer to Watch at the Method Fest and the Maverick Award. Well, she certainly deserves that. From the Los Angeles Women's 
yeah, a Maverick Award <laughs> from the Los Angeles Women's Theater Festival. So we're really fortunate to have her with us again. Now, uh, has uh, Tana uh, called in? Is she waiting she in is. the green room? I just brought her in, actually, so she's here. Oh, I'm fantastic. here and I'm blushing. Can you guys <laughs> That's what I wanted Hi, to do. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to make Hi, you Betty, blush, like, Tana. Betty Jones, <laughs> I'm blushing right now. I am like, so, you guys we are just so love you. Oh, my God. I feel well, like we, I've just gotten, like, the biggest bear hug from both of you. It's good. so sweet. Oh. Well, you just you just uh, are it's just such a pleasure to have you as a as a guest and I want you to know oh. that uh during this past week we ran as a best of show we ran an interview we had with with Henry Zaglob. You know that guy, right? <laughs> well, he's he's here right now on the phone too. Oh, he is. He is. Well, yeah. Well, he can he can he can join in in any time. But but we're we I I just think that you that both of you are are just so uh, so great. And I I love the movie as you well know because I've already written the the review and also uh, uh, it, it motivated me to write a write a poem. And I I wonder what what drew you to this project, Tana. Um. Well. I'm going to pass the phone just to Henry really quick so he can talk about what his story with his father, which, which the history of um, the history of this, of this piece and the story of his father was so inspiring. And I just felt something that needed to be shown and, and be, and be translated um, to the theater and then to film. Um, So I'm going to let Henry say hi and talk about his story just because it's, it's fascinating and it's, it's, disturbing and it's kind of beautiful as well so say hi henry hi henry oh wonderful henry hi henry hi henry yeah (laughs) i'm so glad you could be here uh congratulations is that that betty yes betty Betty joe and congratulations to this the for this wonderful movie and then also for uh, the performances of the of your cast but tell well, I'm, I'm, I'm so not, glad that I don't you're get here any, I don't get any credit for that the performances are they're great actors and of course Tana Frederick is my favorite actress in the world and she gives a spectacular performance in this film Aww. and um, I think so uh, the actors deserve all the credits in the world it was it Hello? was a wonderful performance it really, yeah. it really yeah. was. But how did so you, what, you, what? You, you, want, you want to know about the origin? Tell of us the a film, little bit about right? the story. Okay. Um, many, many years ago, um, in, the, in the 1970s, my father, one night I was speaking to my father, who I used to tape all his stories of his life and his childhood in Russia and then his life in, in Europe uh, before World War II and then, you know, his whole life. And, um, he started telling me an extraordinary story about having been in Poland in the 1920s, uh, taking a train across the country during the train ride, running into a young Polish nurse from the army, uh, army nurse Mm -hmm. who was in the same cabin with him and flirting with her and starting a kind of romantic liaison with her and discovering in what she was saying, along with the other passengers in the, in the cabin, that she was violently anti-Semitic. 
she had a thing about she thought Jews were these terrible people and she had all this non-terrible, you know, bigotry. And he decided rather than confronting the situation, he let it all go on and decided what he was going to do in his words. These were his words very elegantly said to me. He said, I decided what I would do when she said, and these are the words she said, I can, I can, a, a, I can I can smell a Jew a kilometer away. He said, I decided that I would get off the train with the girl, which he did in this romantic setting in, in the, at a ski resort in Poland. I would, and um, what, how did he put it? He would, um, he, he would um, kiss the girl. That's what he said. He wouldn't, he put it very, he said, I'll kiss the girl and then tell her that I'm Jewish. Which meant, of hmm. course, that he in, intended to sleep with the girl, but, but he was too elegant to say that to me. And in fact, that's the story. Uh, um, it's an extraordinary story, and how she reacted, and how uh, a, a, a person who's been filled with certain kind of hatred uh, becomes involved with and actually falls in love with uh, a, a, a man who is who represents what she hates until she learns something more about life and reality. And that's what Tana was able to play so astonishingly. She gave him a ring. And that's what Tana was able to play so astonishingly, astonishingly on the stage uh, and then in the film. And you'll see, uh, as you've seen, this astonishing performance. Well, so you see, it was a very intriguing story for me to, to play. And the character was extremely challenging and, and um, I was very scared to do it. And I always, you know, when I'm scared of something, I, I think that, that I need to do it. If I'm terrified and think I can't do it, then I, then I go for it. <laughs> what, what she did, that well, was you, amazing. You could do it. What she you did, that was You could definitely amazing. do it. And I don't know if you're hearing me. The, Are you hearing me? No. Hello? And the suspense, the suspense in this movie. I mean, what a, what a terrific, a true story. I mean, it's just, you know, I want to thank you for, for doing the play and doing the movie. And, uh, but the way that you got the, just built up the suspense, is he going to tell her? When is he going to tell her? What is she going to do when she finds out? It's just, you know, it just holds you, <laughs> holds your interest. And the, oh, thank um, you so much. And your performance, uh, Tana, I I have to tell you that I was this was this was a, a change of pace for you, definitely. That's what I felt. But wow. very, very, the outrageous things that you that your character was saying, and uh, it, it just a complete opposite to how she looks. <laughs> you know, she's so right, lovely. Right. And then, you know, and, and like somebody that you would like to know type of thing. And then she comes out with these, you, you know, the crafty Jews and, the, you know, the being able to smell them from, uh, it was just a shock, you know, especially especially now. So how how did you prepare for this role? Of course, you played it on stage, but what originally did you do to, to get um. into this role? <laughs> Thank you for saying it was a change of pace. I prepared for it very delicately. I felt like I would probably not 
after playing this, get hired ever again in Hollywood for one thing. <laughs> but um, well, because it's such a difficult character, and you know, and the and the thing is, is it, it was it was so difficult to try to build up the love story, and still be likable as this as this this woman, and um, be be saying such incendiary things about um about a race, you know. But at the same time, I felt like it's, it was such it's such an important piece, and it reminds people that it was so amazing to see the people's responses, and um, because it's it's still true to this day. I mean, it happens over and over. It's 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 a timeless reoccurrence, you know, um, bigotry, and and so I just kept working with uh, Mike Falco, who was amazing in it, and just really grooming the love story so that by the time, you know. She kisses him in the end and gives him her father's ring. Then you you feel that that love can conquer hate. And even though she ran away, you know, just just trying to prepare the story with with love. Oh, oops. I'm not supposed to tell you the ending. Oh, that's why you avoided the ending. <laughs> Henry's telling me I'm not supposed to tell the ending. But um, yeah. So anyway. anyway well, you, what, whatever you did worked. Doesn't it work great? Yeah, she's fantastic. And it's one of the most difficult roles any actor has ever ta- taken, I think, because I the think audience right. hates you. Yeah, the audience yeah. has to both hate you and care for you. And how she does that is Exactly. Phenomenal. That's what she did. That's exactly That's what, what I was did. trying to explain. Exactly. It. Yep. It's yeah, an award-winning face, my... performance. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I well, <laughs> thank you. Um, and, and then, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh no, I was, I'm just, I'm just so I appreciate that so much because it was, like I said, it was, it was exceptionally draining, and I just remember, you know, sleeping and having no life during the play because I was just, I was so tired of, um, you know, just reaching out with this this character was just very consuming and 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 the material was so consuming you know and it, it was it was very palpable on stage you know saying those things and get people in the audience would literally gasp and people yeah. did not want you know did not like my character at all and it was just and no, then but you but you made them care for you somehow despite the bigotry and the horribleness of this person you showed the humanity when she talks about her father's bigotry and how that passed onto her and where it comes from, where bigotry and hatred comes from. And you were able to be a human being of such a kind of sweetness and sensitivity that the audience found themselves able to care for you despite the unpleasant negative stuff you were saying. And that's a duality that I can't think of many actors who could have pulled off. That's an astonishing talent that allows us to both hate what a person is saying and care for them as a person. And that's what you've done. That's the magic of your performance in Trains of Zarkopane. Oh, thank you. I agree with you. I agree with you, Henry. And um, Henry also, I think that you made a very wise decision on the black and white cinematography. Were, was that what you were planning from the very beginning for the film, the black and white cinematography? Yes, yes, yes. I felt, I felt that by putting us into the period of the 20s, uh, nothing yes. would be as effective as seeing it in a movie that would 
look like a movie of the 1920s physically, and therefore black and white was the only way to go. And it's a beautiful kind of uh, black and white. There are different black and whites, you know, that were used at different times in in Hollywood uh, and in movie making. And it's a very beautiful and rich black and white that really allows you to feel you're on the train and it is that period and you're then at the resort and it is that period. And that takes you into the characters, I feel, in a way that is even beyond what we were able to do on the stage. Well, I wondered about that. I, I didn't get the, a chance to see the play, and um, I, I was—I didn't know that the film was going to be in black and white. And when I saw that, that's what you did. I thought this is perfect. This is exactly. And of course, I wasn't. But you, uh, know, but you noticed. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't born back in the 1920s, so I don't know no. <laughs> too much about that. No, none of us were. I—I I no. was—I was a child of the 1930s, and we. We had uh, the black and white newsreels and that that kind of thing, and it it sort of you know took me back watching that back to the the times you know uh-huh. when the when the World War Two when the movies broke were out. black so, and white. Yeah, yes, when the movies were yeah, black and white. I really thought. And, and you know, you know Arson Wells. You, you know about my relationship. I'm sure with him, and I know you know about the book uh, yeah. My Lunches with Orson. Um, Orson always no. said. And that, and Orson always said to me, and that was in my mind when we when we made it in black and white. He said he always felt that something authentic was lost by going to color, and real life, the magic that exists on a stage, was lost in some way on film, and that black and white allowed you to have a sense of the magic, to keep a sense of the magic of a period, and so that was very much in my mind, and why we ended up doing it in black and white. Well, good for you. I'm really glad that you you did. I, the, uh, Tana, what does, was your biggest and it challenge? It doesn't hurt, and it doesn't hurt that Tana looks so terrific in black and white. <laughs> I think actors well, she look does. better I, in black I, and white. <laughs> that was the only thing I, I was like. With... I really actresses really look good in black and white. No wonder Garbo looks so amazing. <laughs> You know, but I, I missed your, uh, the only thing I missed is your is your uh, beautiful uh, red hair. I missed that. But, Aww. <laughs> but, Aww. I, but but that was a sacri- that was a sacrifice you had to make to to I be had to, uh, make, and, to be this. Yeah, and yeah. and luckily I got to wear all of those those gorgeous you know costumes. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I mean that that's like the beautiful gown. So that that period was just was amazing. So. Yes, the costumes yeah. were great. They they seemed to be right on target for that for mm-hmm. that time. And and you, um, what what did you enjoy the most about playing Katya? Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the message that that people left with. I think it I think it was um, really really impacted a lot of people who watched it on film and. And it's being, you know, it's being celebrated. Uh, we opened it at the Jewish Film Festival. Um, just after, after, you know, d- during the play, coming out and talking to people who had stories about, um, uh, you know, and, and of all ages who had stories about, um, you know, anti-Semitism or, or their stories about bigotry or being in, you know, in, a lot of them were from uh, different countries. Some of them were Polish. Like some of them that came were from Zakopane. And just hearing um, how this 
this story like really rang true to them. And it was just a fascinating, like kind of cultural, like socio, um, but I don't, it was, it was very interesting. It was, it was neat to like impart something and have people think about uh, what, about love and hatred afterwards and, and, you know, question their own, their own bigotry, even, you know, no matter what nationality they are. That's, so basically that's like the well said. Yes. And that, that message did come through loud and uh, clear. Now, uh, Tana, I, Henry's here and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and ask this question to you anyway. Did he use any uh, specific directing techniques to help you with that amazing performance? Um, well, the director who did it on stage, Gary Imhoff, Imhoff Gary Imhoff, um, deserves uh-huh. a lot of the credit uh, because he worked oh. with Tana and and he uh, in the play. I did not direct the play; I just wrote the play, uh, so that okay. I, I had it all ready. When we got to the film, my work had been done for me largely in terms of Tana's <laughs> interpretation, uh, and she was and she brought a fully recognizable performance from the theater to the film. So I cannot take real credit for that. But uh, I will say that Henry did direct me, and Gary, both Henry and Gary, directed me. The one thing I remember is they. You know, Katya has to be lovable, and she has to like. I remember my cheeks were sore through the whole entire like show because I smiled so much and I laughed a lot and I giggled a lot. So basically, like flirting and falling in love with um, with Henry's father's character was was the main just making it a love story. And I watched I watched so many films from the 20s and and um, the 30s and, and well 30s and 40s mostly um, you know about and just watch the two main characters fall in love because it, it is it was he did direct it like it was a, a classic 30s film you know a lot of the a lot of the moves a lot of the kisses a lot of the sweetness it was it had that that feel to it so I just did a lot of research by watching like some of my favorite favorite films which was fun. Yes, and it did remind me of uh, films from the 30s, and I'm kind of uh, hooked on them anyway, but uh, this yeah, one was are, really, really done done well. We're, we're and what, what did you prefer? Uh, uh, excuse me, Henry, I didn't hear that. I just said that we are hooked on those films too. I've always been in love with the films from the 30s and 40s especially and um, black and white has been my was my childhood in some way Um, I came of age just when color was coming in in the 50s and uh, it's never it's never quite Orson Welles always said it never quite has the power to affect you as the dream of the black and white screen and I just feel that very strongly if you've got somebody like Tana Frederick doing the part Yes, and it uh, <laughs> harkens back to uh, Casablanca and <laughs> films like that. And so, you know what? I was uh, studied, though. I was good. I was just going to say, Casablanca was like that kiss and that relationship was so that gives me goosebumps because that that was one of the main ones that I watched like a couple times to to play this character and to to really establish the love story. I mean, the hardest the hardest thing about doing uh, doing that play is not revealing 
your hand in the end, you know, not revealing that there's going to be any sort of problem and setting up that these two people are going to be so happy for the rest of their lives and everything's going well, you know, mm-hmm. or at least on her, on her side. And then at the end, revealing that there's something that even though this is such a beautiful, amazing relationship that she just can't get over because um, of, bigotry. of bigotry. Well, and, and also, you know, that her father was, you know, was killed because of, because of, you know, circumstances around a Jewish, a Jewish man. And so she just, she loved her father and, and, you know, and showing people like bigotry, the origins of bigotry are, are oftentimes come from love. And so it's like love and then the hatred of others and then bigotry can be solved, not solved, but it can be, it can be overcome by love, you know, I think. And, um, and so that's kind of my altruistic, I think, message from doing this play and coming away and the movie and coming away from, away with that, you know? Yes. Well, well said. I'm, I, this is a question for both of you. Which did you prefer the play or the film version? How about you first, Tana? Um, I love both of them. It's always harder to do plays. It's a little more exhausting, and the part was really exhausting. But you know what was so what was so cool about doing the play is that you're in front of people, and it's so electrifying to be in front of people and and playing that character. You know, be bringing people through the story and guiding them through the story and. Um, like I said, like every every comment that I said about, you know, Jewish people and, and trying to make them love this girl, even though she has such terrible misconceptions, you know, you can just feel the audience's energy and get them so involved and they get, they were really on the edge mm-hmm. of their seats cause, and they, and they didn't know what they were seeing and and in the film, in the film, what's interesting is that same thing happens. You, we have these screenings, and we see that the audience stiffens toward her at the beginning, and it doesn't understand. First, they fall in love with her. Then they find out she's this bigoted person, and they go through a very a, a distancing process of pushing her away. Yeah. And then she wins them, and then she somehow manages to win them over. And that's what a what a truly, in my opinion, a truly great actress can do. And that's what Tana does. She she makes them feel this, and then she, you you learn from that something about life, and you learn to overcome your own antipathy toward people who have been narrowly brought up with bigotry and that have to learn more in order to overcome it. It's a it's it it requires really extraordinary acting, and in my opinion, Tana embodies that um, as as does um, Mike. Mike Falco, who plays. I think extraordinarily um, uh, the, my my young father um, character. Yes, well, it um, and um, I, I just think that you know they're they're so different. Uh, the feedback that you get is is uh, very uh, personal in the play. I mean, I suppose that that some people come backstage and <laughs> explain you know how they felt about it. And the and the film version isn't quite that, uh, you know, that that emotionally powerful. At right at right it at was. first, it was but, really, 
it was really interesting because it because it I I didn't know how the film would play because I'm so used to the theater I was so used to the theatrical because we ran it for a year mm-hmm. you know so but um after we walked out of the theater or and while we were watching it you know I always I always crouch in like the back row of the of the theater with with some popcorn of the movie theater and like just get really I sweat and I get nervous because I'm like what are people gonna think how is this gonna go every single time I've never gotten over that but um but they were they were on the edge of their seats and there were the same reactions you know you get used to hearing gasps on the stage and then in the movie theater it was it was the same and it was that was great because I I know it's hard for a lot of a lot of directors um uh, to to translate you know a, a theatrical a good theatrical piece to film and sometimes it doesn't always translate well um but this this worked it was great it did it it definitely did and uh why do you think that um this movie is so timely today well clearly uh what's been going on in Europe we uh, if you remember yeah. in France uh, two years ago the the uprise of anti-Semitism in, in for one, plus the mm-hmm. anti-Muslim, plus the anti-Muslim bigotry that the Trump campaign brought to America and revealed was going on in America, uh, the underbelly of America, as it were, which which unfortunately in the past year we've come to see something of, has made what many people think has made this film very relevant to today. Um, where yeah. people are holding people are holding certain bigoted ideas about certain and uh entire countries are uh, you know full of now refugees who are instead of being Jewish as they were in the late 30s and 40s they're now Muslims and they're being treated badly by many countries and what's going on in Poland now is horrible for instance and what's uh, going on in Hungary is horrible and it's the beginning of a kind of neo fascism as uh, former secretary of state madeline um uh, what's her madeline albright oh albright God. albright has been talking about she just wrote a book about fascism uh and be careful uh, america and th- that's uh in a way what the message of this of this film also is uh though it's not a i don't think a heavy-handed message but it does remind people that bigotry can lead uh, in terrible directions and can uh, come from very strange sources. And I think it makes people think about all that again. And that it seems to be very, very timely. Every one of the people yes, so far who's seen it. Yes, and it makes you think and, and feel about it. Uh, you know, we've yeah. neglected Nikki, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. And I, I think she had some questions that she wanted to ask. Where is Tana, she there? Now that Henry's here, too. So, Nikki, are you there or are you multitasking? Let's see if we can bring. I'm here. Let's see if we can bring it there. There she is. Did you have some questions you'd like to ask Tana or, or Henry or both of them? Hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Hi Nikki. Hi. I'm super happy to have you here. Aww. Um I miss your voice. It's so yeah. good to talk to both of you guys. This is so Thank fun. Thank you. It's just we're just really really happy to have you here and be able to talk about this. And I love the timeliness of the topic and. You know, it's it's just really important right now to spread, you yeah. know, that type of awareness. Yeah. It really is. That's what, uh, yeah, we just uh, we just got a fabulous review uh, from from um, uh, 
what what oh my god I, my names are going out of my brain i have no, that I problem talking, all the time yeah <laughs> I, i'm i'm talking about uh, oh, uh, um, my god i can't believe it uh, who wrote the book about my lunches with orson peter biskind and he's a, a really good critic and he kept talking about the fact of the timeliness that's something of course mm-hmm. we didn't intend when we started it but in just the past few years suddenly uh, bigotry is again in the in the air in all kinds of uh, situations during this last campaign here and in Europe, of course, uh, with mm-hmm. all the refugees. And it's um, it turns out that uh, nothing much has changed, which is kind of a horrible truth about the way people can, you know, become bigoted when they have certain vulnerabilities and problems that they have to face. And you know, people are afraid of what they don't understand. I think that's yep. probably one of the biggest um, issues oh, is when you're afraid of what you don't understand, then everything is, if you don't understand yep. it, it must be bad or it must be an that's enemy. Very, that's very well put. I think that's, that is, that sums up actually how demagogues can use mm-hmm. bigotry to their advantage and can stir it up among people because there's a lot of ignorance going on and there's a lot of things about others that people don't understand except that they are the other. And mm-hmm. um, I hope we shed some light uh, mm-hmm. on all of that in Train to Zakopane. I love that. All right, so what is, and either of you can answer this or you both actually can answer it, what is the most important thing you want our listeners to know about this movie? Just that um, they should enter it with an open mind and face certain things that might exist in themselves or in the country um, that are difficult uh, to face. And uh, I just hope that people also enjoy the, the romantic drama of the film uh, and get involved in the, uh, in the characters. Um, I, I, I can't really uh, tell you what they should feel. Uh, I hope they mm-hmm. feel connected to the people in the film. And I think mainly through Tana Frederick's character, uh, they get to understand a little more about human nature and maybe even a little more about themselves. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, I, 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 um, I think they, I think they, yeah, watching it with an open mind and just allowing themselves to like get carried away with the, the love story and all the beautiful characters, um, the other actors who are in it, Jeff Elam, um, Kathy Arden, and, uh, oh my gosh, now I'm forgetting, Steve <laughs> Howard. And Kelly DeSarla. And just, um, I, yeah, I, I think like the one, the best way to sort of, I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for true stories. And so I think also it's, it's kind of, I just think it's fascinating and it's, it's a real treat to watch this material. This material is fantastic. Henry is a, a brilliant playwright and he's, he's amazing. And not only is this a play that was turned into a film, um, he's also a, a, a brilliant film writer and has written all of his own films and so I think watching this this is Henry's a true story and not only that but about his his father so it's a really brave it's a brave bold move for Henry and um and if they're fans of Henry then it's a real big treat because he has done such a beautiful different flavor with this and something else my father narrates this film which means since my father hasn't been alive for 30 years 
That's an astonishing fact. I have taken home movies of my father to open the film, yeah. to have him discuss the way he told me the story. And I have this actual footage of him at the beginning and at the end, as you know, uh, which gives the film, I think, an authenticity because it is his story. And the story is telling me and the audience uh, by the real person to whom it happened uh, uh, 60 years after it happened. Um, and I, uh, that's just, it was amazing that I could find film that would work of, that I had shot of my father uh, just to, to do the bookend of this film and to make us feel in color <laughs> of the present time as opposed to the memory of the past. That was remarkable, I thought, and this is really an unforgettable true story that that needed to be told, uh, play or drama <laughs> or film. Oh, thank you. But yeah. yes, it definitely needed needed to be told. Now, uh, thank you so much, Nikki. I, I was uh, wanting to ask before we uh, before we close too that um, we need to know when where our listeners can see this wonderful film. Well, are your listeners in Los Angeles? <laughs> they all over the world. We have listeners yes, all, all over, over the world. world. Well, we're, we're starting well, when, with the when release. When is it going to be released in Los Angeles? It's being released in Los Angeles on May 2nd at four or five of the Lemley Theaters. I know the Lemley Theater here where we are in Santa Monica on 4th Street is playing it and other Lemley Theaters. Uh, in Los Angeles, but this is the first release, and then we will unfold it in other places subsequently. Great, May second in LA, and then we'll we'll have to watch uh, how it how it unfolds. And I yeah. hope that uh, our listeners will look for it because they don't want they definitely don't want to miss it. Is there anything else that you would like to add, T- Tana? Um, I. I just want to say how much I enjoy talking to you too <laughs> and how much I really, really appreciate um, your support and how, how lovely you both are. And, and Betty Jo, you know, I think you are just such a sweetheart. And I just, as long as I've been more, like interviewed by you and, and we've been friends even, even better in, in a way, um, with, with both you, you and Nikki and, and Betty Jo, you two are just just wonderful, and, and thank you. And I loved your poem. Well, we oh, we yeah. feel and the, we thank feel you the for same. the review. Oh my gosh, that was so. I have never had a review poem in my life. That was so cool. That was so awesome. Like I've never I've never even thought about doing that. It was it was so brilliant. She's yeah, pretty unique, excited. isn't she? Wonderful. Yeah, she's pretty unique. Thank that you. Way. Thank you. Thank you. Now like, I'm wow. blushing. <laughs> now I'm blushing. Magic, well, I want, magic, I want you, it was a I want you both review. to. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. I want you, want you both to stay till the end of the show because we try to pick a, a outro uh, music that will relate to what we've been talking about, and I, I don't like to give it away before. <laughs> But um, oh I do. I do want you. I do want you to stay. Uh, we're we're going to be on for a few more minutes. I have some wrap up stuff that I have to do. But I want to make sure that there that everything that you would would like to say about the movie you've you've said, and uh, you know that this show will will be archived and it it can be heard. You know. 
for many, many, many years ahead, we hope. Right, Nikki? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we have eight or nine years worth of. Yeah, so you can share. That's why we like. That's why. That's why we like blog talk. Thank you for doing that. My fans like go and and listen to our our past, our past uh, interviews, and it's great. It's like Mm -hmm. it's so fantastic. So we so we're really uh, looking forward to uh, having lots of listeners turn in to today's show, and uh, and that they will look forward to uh, to seeing uh, train to Zakopani. And I'm sorry to say though that our time is almost up. So thank okay. you, Tana thank and you. Henry, thank for you. being great guests again today. And as it's always such uh, fun and so informative to talk with both of you. Thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to all our listeners. Special thanks to Nikki Starr for her help, and to Nancy Lombardo, George Bettinger, Angela Drake Perry, and Wacko Bob for their enthusiastic support for our show on their radio shows. Nancy is the hilarious host of What's the Buzz? right here on Black, uh, Blog Talk Radio every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. George hosts a very entertaining show on Dreamstream Radio every Wednesday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, Wacko Bob offers something for everyone in his diverse programs every day. And Angela is a VIP and host at the Fallen Angel Radio Network. Well, time to wrap things up now, but please come back next time, folks, for another spirited discussion about movies. In the meantime, don't forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. And uh, if you haven't already seen Cake, a love story, that's C-A-K-E, a love story, a short film based on the romantic memoir my husband and I wrote under the pen names of Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence. Please check it out on Amazon Prime. We, My husband and I are so pleased with the, uh, with the responses to that little uh, true story, and uh, we're, we're very appreciative of the people who have already uh, checked it out and commented on it. Also, be sure to look for Train to Zakopane, which is scheduled for release May 2nd um, in Los Angeles, but uh, it will roll out later. And now to close today's show, let's go out with Tony Babino who sounds exactly like Al Jolson, who was a very, very popular entertainer at the time that Train to Zacopane actually happened. And he's performing a song that we, Nikki and I, dedicate to the one and only Tana Frederick. You're on, Tony.
you ain't heard nothing yet. You made me try, Pa. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell you. Now I want some love. You know I do. Did I do? Yes, I do. Gimme, 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 gimme what I cry for. You know you got the kind of kisses that I die for. You know. 